And I like chicken McNuggets. They're delicious. Oh my god, this reminds me of when we were young. Mark had uh, braces. I did have bra- like Mark like loved, most kids. Mark loved chicken nuggets, right? And uh, he was having a bad time because they had like tightened his braces a lot. And uh, just, there was a oh, I know exactly the story. And, about and, uh, <laughs> and his mom and Angie, uh, I know, know she brought us out and she uh, she was like, "We're gonna get you some chicken nuggets." And he's like, he's like all upset. He's like, "Okay, that'll make me feel better, right?" So they get the chicken nuggets. We we go home, and he like tries to take a bite, and like he can't like chomp all the way down on them, Aww. and he just like tears running down his face it's <laughs> like so upset this is like, <laughs> like oh man you just sometimes you it's want like, your you fast food you need your fix what's up guys welcome to episode 15 of the dinosaur machines game club podcast that was a little fabulous <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. Joining me today, two space cowboys. And when they're raiding, they always bring an extra canteen with them. Dave Grimma, Dan Colonna. Boys, good evening to you. Good morrow, fine sir. What is it? Good night, Mm -hmm. space cowboy. What is it from Cowboy Bebop that they put up there? See you, space space cowboy. Cowboy. No, good night, space cowboy. I have a, you know when you like think of a phrase you haven't thought of in like 15 years? <laughs> good night, tree. Good night, lake. Good, good night, moon. Good night, space cowboy. Wait, was that it? Is that <laughs> no, I'm making fun of you right now. Why? It's, it's see you, space cowboy. It's which, what is it? Oh. I don't remember. I haven't watched it. Oh, long. I'm sorry. It's see you, space cowboy. It was so off. Uh, nice to well, see you. Right, anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we Dave, lose our so... anime street, our Kotaku street cred. <laughs> Yeah, they're gone. Wait, what is the the guy from Metal Gear? He's a he's an otaku. Otaku. Oh, but does he have like a name that he's like, oh, I'm really into that stuff? Yeah, he's, he calls himself an otaku. Because oh, is that the word you just said? It's real. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were making reference to something uh, so else. We all sound like fifty year old dads right now. <laughs> we're now being. Like I think I did say kotaku. Like, I remember mistake, in the though. day. I did. Anyway, this is the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast where we like to talk about games that we think are cool and interesting. And today's game, SteamWorld Heist, which has got some robots and some cowboy things. But before we get to that and our fun conversation about that, we like to go around the horn to help with what everyone's talking about. Um, I'm going to go first because I got something right. to say. Get things off oh. your chest, Marcus. Get, get it on get settled oh, in. Boy. So I mentioned last time... I was playing Bioshock. Oh, yes. sure. Got the collection. I have now platinum Bioshock again. Mm. Yes, I got the HD collection. Started Bioshock 2, but I have platinum Bioshock. Uh-huh. That game, it's now old. It's like almost 10 years old. I think it was oh, yeah. 20, 2007. Mm-hmm. Combat feels very old. Like, it's not... It's, it's very much not like, you know, it's actually, I was about to say, it's like, it's weird being not able to like aim with L2 and then shoot with R2. Yeah. But I'm like, that's how Overwatch is. It's not that weird. But it feels very clunky, like the combat itself. But my goodness, that story no still sights? holds up so well. There's no aim down sights in it mm-hmm. at all. And it, it's even like they, they made the realization, like you have your guns and you have your plasmids yeah. and one's on your left hand and one's on your right hand, but you can only use one hand at one time. So you have to switch mm-hmm. between them. It's very clunky. And the combat's just not that good. Like, I don't think it aged well, but like that world of Rapture, I was just so sucked in. I was yeah. so immersed in it again. And it's just, it held up so well. It really is like, I think like 
if you were to, you know, like one of those like undisputed lists that they get all the experts in the room, they're like, we need to like come up with like our top 10 greatest oh, lists. Sure. That's got to be in the top 10. It has to be. Like one of the things I'm so, I, I'm rather bullish on VR. I know you guys were like, via, I want to see my children play in the fields. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> daddy, 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 daddy. <laughs> shh. I'm in, my, I'm in the real Shush. world now. <laughs> I'm in the, I'm in the other place now. But, um, like, I think that's one of the cool things it's going to really do. I think it's going to create that sense of immersion, like, really, really well. So I'm, I'm excited to see how these these headsets, especially PSVR, when, well, by the time this launches, it, might, it will be out already. But how it's kind of, like, received. I haven't tried one. I think, Dan, you tried, like, an Oculus. I right? tried Oculus with... Actually, this is my favorite form of VR. It's Oculus with, like, a cell phone. You click a phone into your device. I used that once. And mm. then it has... Yeah, I think that's the most freeing one because the other ones involve a lot of freeing. cables and stuff or sitting down. But this yeah. is just a cell phone on your face, and then you wear it. Yeah, Pretty like cool. I think it, I think there's especially with like the cables. Stuff, I think there's things that need to be overcome. But yeah. like it just made me think like how important immersion is, and like you really feel when you're playing Bioshock, just you feel very much a part of this world, and has some of the best environmental storytelling ever. Mm-hmm. Like every area is interesting, and there's all these. You know, like, audio logs, I feel like, are kind of a throwaway in a lot of games. They're just kind of like, eh, oh, you know, it's yeah. col- it's a collectible. If you want to get into the world, you can, but you don't have to. Like, this is that subtle thing. It's like when you pick it up, you just hit the X button and it plays. And there's a lot of exploring going on. It's not like a real shooter shooter. So you have time to listen to it and it just builds all these characters and this all these little subtle subplots and things. And it's just oh, such a good game. If you haven't, and I know Dave... You, I don't think either of you have played it. Have you? I beat the heck out of Bioshock. Oh, okay, I take it back then. Yeah, it's just Dave who's thanks. A yeah, we, me and you, this swine. is like our Chrono Trigger, Mark. We have tattoos this is our of it together, right? And then Dave never played it, and we're always like, "Grr, Dave, play Grr. Bioshock." Seriously, we have Maybe that they... tattoo. <laughs> yeah, we should get tattoos of Bioshock. You and me We have oh, that gosh. tattoo. We do already. Yeah, you know. <laughs> of course, but, but yeah, yeah so just... I've been playing that and. <sighs> What were you I was say? saying we were just talking about Oculus before, and I'm thinking about the headsets, and I'm just thinking of that uh, that scene in, in Back to the Future 2 when Morty Jr. is like, "Fruit, fruit." <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> I was gonna think that one in the arcade. It's like you use your hands. That's like a baby's toy. Oh my god, are we gonna talk about Back to the Future? No, we're not gonna get podcast. Oh, we'll lose it. But now, I just wanted to say, Bioshock. It's a must play, and maybe when if we ever in a scenario where we're making Dave play a game, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. we'll make him play Bioshock. That's a good one. That is a good one. It's a I good like one. It. All right, so that's what okay. I'm doing. Let's go to <laughs> Mr. Grimba, the uncultured swine. Oh. What are you playing, or what are you doing in your life? It's very you know positive. I'm doing, I am <laughs> celebrating. I'm celebrating the fact that as of the last two nights, I'm probably jinxing it. April has Probably. slept through the night. And Ooh. that's like oh, a huge wait. deal. How old is she now? She's eight 15. months. <laughs> eight months and she hasn't slept through the night yet? That's right. Oh, Do you sleep through the night? That's how long it takes. I still... yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought we were close. <laughs> mm. All right. She was so getting how close. Like she, like she went to two feedings for a little while and then she made it to one feeding and she's just... Hit the no feedings until the morning phase. It's great. Ooh. So how have you? Which is how most have you, humans. How have you taken advantage of that situation? With sleep. Oh, that's good. Because yeah. you're gonna die. I was gonna say you are glowing. Yeah. I was. What did I? That's like because yeah, die a young man. That's like under the premise that you only have so many awake hours. 
Well, I'm just saying, you need to sleep. Because yeah. if you don't sleep, your brain starts turning to goops. I was actually... You know how, like... I was talking about this the other day with, with Jen. I'm going to go way off tangent. I'm sorry. But I was thinking right. about how um, how athletes... We were talking about time. I'll tell you how I got there, okay? We All were talking right, okay. about go time. Down. And we were talking about how do people come up with, like, second... Like, why is second 60... 60 seconds to a minute, 60 minutes to an hour, 24 hours to a day. Like, how did that those fractions happen? And I was like, well, they probably started with the smallest unit, you know, with seconds. And they probably, or they were trying to come up with what the smallest unit should be. And they probably based it off of your heartbeat. Because your heartbeat beats around 60 seconds I don't think I've ever minute, thought about this topic you know? this long before. So, and then I was thinking about, like, athletes who are in really, really good shape have a resting heartbeat of a lot lower. Right. right. So then I was thinking, what if everyone got like X amount of heartbeats per lifetime? Oh my Ooh. God. You know, until it, gave, until it gave out. Like you had like, you know, it was like a huge until number. It it's like 10 out. trillion. But like once, uh. once you've beaten that 10 trillion, you're just done. End. Huh. So oh. would it be better to be an athlete and you have these like peaks and low points or is or should you just like stay stay in bed forever to li- live like what what's gonna keep you living longer? <laughs> well, I think it, like everything, it's a balance. I would think <laughs> healthy eating, sleeping, and I, I mean, not thinking about your impending doom helps. Well, it depends on like how many heartbeats <laughs> you would actually get. Like yeah. when you think about like if it's I don't know like how many I don't know. Like, that's a lot like if you think of like is it going to be like a shorter time or is it gonna be like if you think of how many times your heart beats in an average lifespan yeah like does it really actually change she was like i'm gonna die young then because she's like so anxious you know <laughs> that her no. heart races all the time but we'll see you don't think that we started with the day and worked our way down well i think we probably started oh. with the day but i think when eventually they were they probably came to well we need the shortest measurement you know, and then that's when I think yeah. that that's when they came up with the second being around the same rate of a heartbeat. Oh, oh, when they, oh, you know, I got you. Um, like they probably did like, like start with the day because it's like the sun coming up again. Yeah, it's all based on the sun. You know. And then, right. So Dan, what's what's been going on with you? Have you have you made right. any day night uh, realizations, or has your heart no. been racing? Are you shortening your life? Well, I mean. I'm thinking about ways to calm it down now that I'm going to consider this every time my heartbeat goes up. I'm like, oh, God, no. Well, all right. So lately, the the most played thing. Yeah, I've been playing Destiny Rise of Iron. I don't want to, like, talk too much about it because I feel like it's all we talk about is Destiny on this podcast at this point. Well, yeah. I don't. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to play Destiny later. I have Oh, man. Mark, okay, hearing good. you say that just we need... makes my toes curl. It's just, <laughs> you know how I feel about it. You love I it. I know. And I will. Stop playing it. I'm not going to play it every day. No, I can't yeah. do it. I think they've really learned a lot from year one. And I think they learned how much they were requiring people to play in year one. Mm. And they've, they've definitely scaled that back like with each up, update. Yeah. I feel like. And they've also added so many different things for different skill and interest levels. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's like, there's certain end game stuff that maybe takes a lot of like beating, mm-hmm. like the, like the, to actually successfully pull off, the raids yeah but um i think most of the, the game content as long as you're they, they've made the you know climbing your light level easier mm-hmm. and uh you know it's it's, it's 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 better more predictable they've, they've done, right. but 
Wait, so again, you're burying the lead. I haven't played Chrono Trigger. Trigger since the last time we talked about it because... Why? 13 episodes this now game has been being Because... Played. Oh, I, so see I, 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 I see what happened. I see what happened. No, the Black Omen intimidated we, me. I, I see what happened. It's because the SteamWorld Heist was our game to yeah. play. Yes. And he's been playing it on yes. his DS and he's been... That's my DS game. ...playing Chrono Trigger on his DS. So he's been doing... So he took away, he, we took away the console... Of which he was using to play. Correct. Code. So instead of using my destiny time, do I smell a? Do I smell a Segway? <laughs> so I, I I do want to lead into Steam World Heist. If I. All right. So let's, let's, I think that's let's more important right now than my destiny career, which is always the best. Possibly. But. All right. So I I don't know anything about Steam World Heist. What is what is the so jabba jabba? I'm gonna game? say more than usual because I picked this game. Um, this game is a game in the same world as Steam World Dig. It's not a sequel, but SteamWorld... You know what's funny when, when that you bring that up? Because then when I was about to buy it, I was like, wait, is it Heist yeah, or is so, it Dig? Did I mishear so it? SteamWorld Dig is a Metroidvania <laughs> game that I also played in the 3DS, and I fell in love with it. And then when I went to PAX, I saw this, and I was like, oh man, sequel time, but it's actually this totally different game, which is a command you in which you... <laughs> I tried to segue into the, the description <laughs> really well. Look at you. Look at you. Command, command a steam-driven <laughs> pirate crew in a series of epic tactical shootouts inspired by classics Yar. like XCOM and Worms. SteamWorld Heist is a turn-based strategy game with a twist. You Worms. manually aim the guns of all your robots, allowing for insane skill shots and bullet-bouncing action. This game is very positively received. It's tagged as action, indie strategy, adventure, RPG, and my favorite tag, 2D. I hate that tag. That's your no, favorite tag out of all tags? I hate tags? this tag. Was, that, that, that's Dan's oh, sarcasm. It it's very no, uh, sarcasm. It's hard to pick up. Because it guys. sounds so much like my it's nice guy subtle. voice. Which is also Wait, real. why don't you like 2D because tags? What's wrong with 2D, dog? All right. It's, it's true. Obvious. The game's 2D. But is it a tag? Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. I think it's... Uh... <laughs> you're not going to defend your 2D feelings. <laughs> I feel like the tags should be used if you're going to use it to categorize a way to find other games. True. Yeah, it's a filter. Right. I, I want to find 2D tag. games. This game has so, the color blue right. in it. That's fine. Put it in. I feel like it's too general. <laughs> I don't actually think it has blue. <laughs> I think there's no blue in the Oh, well, the No, there's some blue in the background. Think, there's a lot of blue I think in the there's background. a part of me that loves Is being there? a curmudgeon about the tags. So yeah, I might do this every time. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's Dan's thing. Next time he's going to be like, it says shooter. I hate Actually, that. I think I should have taken like the shooters. indie part and attacked that because I think indie is over here. Uh, anyway. Anyway, as we totally drive off this thing, I don't I don't care what Dan has to say about the Steam thing. Jerk. Dave, what's it like to actually uh, engage in this it, game? It's one of like. those games. It's like a, a turn-based uh, strategy <laughs> game, you know? Or, Oh really? Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's in that vein of like XCOM, if you've played XCOM or F Final Fantasy Tactics or one of our personal favorites, uh Valkyria Chronicles. Oh boy. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, you know, but, but it's basically like different. that where you, you move you have the oppor- you have it's your it's your phase and then it's the enemy's phase. You move X amount of distance that you can. You can double move, but that will usually take away your uh you know your your action mm-hmm. and then you know everyone gets characters them. get abilities it's nice it's good yeah you level up a bit yeah I and like i think that's really like the core part of the gameplay but like if we kind of like you know get around like the the other pieces of it, like i think the style was very cool of it like it kind of felt like uh like all the ships and all the robots they they kind of felt like they were almost like it's like scrap 
thrown together that could break apart at any moment. Mm. But like with the colors, it, you know, it was not cell shaded, but it had like those kind of very dark lines. I just felt like it had a very cool style. And for all the robots, especially the robots of all the, like your robots. crew, they all kind of look distinct and they have their own visual personalities and all the characters you meet. Like it has a very cool... Whoa, what are you making fun of my words? No, I'm making a Chrono Trigger reference. That's what hap- That's what Isla says if you bring Robo with her, with you, and when you first go to 65 billion BC. Oh, and she's just like, Whoa. yeah, she's like, what is he? And like, oh, he's a robot. She's like, raw boots, <laughs> raw boots. Probably Dan doesn't know I... anything about that because he'll never beat it. The game. <laughs> uh, Dave never played Bioshock. <laughs> 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 So yeah, I really thought the visual style was cool. Um, I don't know, like, what did you guys think? I mean, that's my favorite part of the whole series: Steam World, Heist, and Dig. Mm. Is like this this visual style. It caught my eye then. It catches mm. my eye now. The colors are everywhere. It the the robots are awesome. They all look so cool. Like, uh, yeah, the visual style, the the characters. It was like the token Russian character, the token. Angry old man, Evansky? the token pirate character. The racist characters. They weren't that racist. They but were on just that point, like I, I think, yeah. Yeah, no, they were. Just, they were just, yeah. <laughs> they were definitely distinct, <laughs> for sure. To your point. Yeah, and I think the color palette's one of those things that's like you usually don't really think about color yeah. palette unless it's bad. But like, I feel it's one of those things, especially if you're thinking like robots in space mm-hmm. and they're all kind of junky. Like it's that's hard when you really think there's a lot of rust browns and things like it. it's very yeah. easy to look drab and they i think that was one of the things they really should be proud they, they pulled yeah. it off pretty well that it looks it's fun to yeah. look and there's actually mm-hmm. one part of the game that speaks to the uniqueness of all the robots it's actually in the story it's like the reason that the enemy robots are going nuts is because they're made up of other robots and part of mm, the, yeah. the robot lore is that they have to find their own parts and make themselves who they are i was like that's so cool like that's like it's subtly deep, yeah, actually. It's, and it's like right there, and it makes sense with the story. Like, cool. That's that's a nice little touch. So, mm. but without getting too into it, Dave, how did you feel about the art? Did you hate it? No, I like <laughs> it. I thought I liked the art yeah. a lot. Everything was. I really liked the game. I, you know, what's silly is I even liked like the the silly nature of the hats and being able to shoot <laughs> the other characters' hat hats off system. and then collecting the hats. Yeah. And although I very rarely took one of their default hats off because I just yeah. felt like. That was their hat. Mm. I felt the same way. Yeah, I've got your hat, hatless. hatless. I changed them a lot. And then like there's, you did, did you? Yeah. I tell you, I definitely put. I always put the. Cr- I put the crown on Ivanski. He, he looked like he was. You didn't give him the furry Russian hat. The crown. Yeah, no, the furry Russian. But hat. that's oh, me because no. I'm racist and I gave him the only hat that I think the Russian guy should You have to wear the hat of your region. That's, that's your it. Hat. That's all and you I can like, do. And I gave I didn't like the trucker hat on on what's her face on Sally. Kelly. What, what'd you give her? Kelly's so I, I, uh, the bandit hat looks kind of like like a Colonel Dundee type hat. Oh, I gave that to the old guy. To Ivansky, to Valentine. Yeah, Valentine? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, see, and then that, that kind of is a nice segue to like your crew and stuff. Like there were so many different mm. robots but i felt like i ended up just kind of because the way the leveling the system ones. worked yeah like the way it worked and i thought that was one thing that kind of annoyed me a little bit is you know when you're going on these these raids to these different ships yeah. and you're, you're trying to get all this you know supplies you know you get xp for the guys you send and yeah. i didn't want to get into the habit of starting to have to replay levels to level up a different guy so i ended up kind of with the crew and they would start leveling up and then you know oh. i kept progressing forward so like it was hard 
and for I the didn't other want characters. to end up. Yeah. And you can get mm-hmm. guys from like low, and like the difference between a level one and level four characters isn't that dramatic. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like I want to send my best team. So for me, it was always like Piper. Gotta go, Piper. Pipe. Uh, yeah, like okay. that. Her, her skill for like the um, the inspiration. Whoa. The inspiration I thought was awesome. Um, Seabass, because mm. he's my man, <laughs> and I used my like close range guy. I was giving mm-hmm. like a shotgun or something. Oh, Ivan, sure. Ivan, who was like Ivanski? my explosive guy. Yeah. So those okay. were like my main three. Main and three, then I, and then if you had a fourth, who would you bring? Beatrix. Oh, Beatrix. I never got a Beatrix. Her. Okay. It, I don't even remember where you got her. You got her somewhere. Um, is she the one that's in the basement of that one abandoned ship? Yeesh, a basement of abandoned ship. Yeah, there was <laughs> one of the characters that you like is hiding on a ship. And, like you have I to, don't think it was her. I think she was. You know pretty, what I'm like, talking about, though, right? I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, one of the ships you go to is is empty, but it's if you go downstairs, you know you find her, and then I think it's Beatrice. You sure it's not Isaac Clark or from B. Dead Space? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> well, or what was your what was your your um, crews and loadouts? For me, I uh, pretty much none of the people you said. <laughs> ah, <Not> even Piper? <laughs> no Piper? Uh, no. Uh, she, I wasn't good with Piper. Oh wow! Like I, because I often spread my characters yeah. out, and so the inspire mm, ability uh, wasn't that great. Interesting, you know, like because I was more about like flanking and getting people from different angles. Sally by was by far my my best. She's cool. That's so funny because like I tried using Sally and I just never had a good experience. Dude, with her. I was like, if I can't you, take you. She had that perk. If it's like level two, yeah, or three. The, the, like the kill shot. It's great. Thing. Yeah. It's great. If you well, yeah, kill shot's amazing. You kill if you kill one person, then you get to kill a second person. And then she gets that mad dog ability, which you only use once per battle. Mm. But it's like if you activate that, as long as every shot's a kill shot, she keeps going. Wow. Yeah. Like I've oh, used yeah. that and I've taken out like a, almost a whole room before with her. Oh, That's insane. That probably would have been helpful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unlimited. So, so well, sometimes if she's in a good position when the turrets pop, mm-hmm. the, even the turrets count as kill shots. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, right. so, so like I'll just use to... her to clear out all those. And I like to use, I like payroll. I don't. Payroll's pay like the frog looking guy. Yes. Who, uh, he's got the wheel mm-hmm. leg and he's, he gets that extra flanking skill. So he does more damage. Which is interesting when you think of like, Pirate lore, it's like, I'm going to get a peg leg. Why not get a wheel? That's probably easy to roll around on. I guess yeah. if you want to stay, like, standing. But he was around. he was my short-range guy, payroll. Mm. If, if not him, I liked... What, what is the the little fish guy who just says blub? What is his name? Uh, He's got blubber. the melee that does a lot of damage, and he gets the vampire skill. But you probably never got there. Got cause you... I don't think I got there. Yeah. Okay, well, he gets... Uh, he does a lot of extra melee damage. You can give him, like, a... Uh, you know, uh, an artifact that or whatever that'll give him more melee damage on top of that. So he deal instead of like his base five, you can have him deal dealing eight or whatever. Uh, see, and another then, thing uh, I never did. I never meleeed ever. And then he he um his, if he kills someone with melee, he gets health back. And then he starts biting people. And I, I like I really like B, um B Beatrice. Beatrice. She was she was my heavy that I usually went with. There is an X in that name. I'm not crazy, right? Think, no, I think it's Beatrice. Be I don't think it's Beatrice. Beatrice I don't kiddo. think she's like, yeah, Beatrice. I don't think she's the bride. <laughs> All right, yeah, well, what about you? So uh, I even like Dora the Adventurer. 
And all the adventure. Anyway. So I didn't get as many characters as Dave, but I think I would have used uh, the fish a lot. But I used Sally. I used... Fishman. I love Valentine. He's my dude. He's, he had Dan written all over oh, him. He loves Vincent tons. Valentine. It's great. He's, he's so good. And he always talks about how old he is. It's great. And Piper. Yeah. Um, I did switch Ivan in there a lot. But I always had trouble. Wait, would you with... bring two sharpshooters with you like Often. that? Often, yeah. I like to keep it long range yeah. to go far away. But then once they come up to me, I'm dead. And I'm in levels right now in the game, which is why I didn't beat it. That everybody's close range, and they're like, "Oh, you're a sharpshooter. That's great." And then they have those stupid barrel shields, and I can almost yeah. almost never hit them. So I'm that's my struggle currently. So I think I have to bring Ivan in more and. Yeah, you got to use a heavy for them usually, yeah. unless you can get be- below them or above them and take them. That's usually that my way. strategy. Is like hit them with Sally, yeah. with the she has assault rifles, obviously. So oh, I or, really I always use her with a handgun. Oh, she has Uzis like mm. like that kind of gun. Yes, yeah. For me, for me, I always kept her with with just the revolver because yeah, it's more. It's I felt like it did more. Not obvious damage, but more predictable, uh, reliable mm-hmm. damage. Yeah, that's mm. fair. Um, well, I think that works a nice segue to like the comic because I think that's kind of the meat of this game. Mm-hmm. So like, the the boards are all like randomly generated, but I I, yeah. I never felt like they felt random. Like it, there is the whatever this algorithm is that is built these yeah, random boards. There, there is a logic always, it was to always it. Going to be like X amount of enemies right. and like I guess like a certain setup of rooms, but they'd be moved moved around. Yes. Yeah. Like boss yeah. rooms would always be the same, but they might be in different mm-hmm. places. The right. general and it's map like, is you the have same. these covers. Yeah. So, like, Dan, when you got onto a ship and you're, like, approaching a room, since you were all sharpshooters, you were just basically, like, get behind cover, stay away, and shoot. Mm-hmm. Right. That like, was... how was your, like, your ricocheting skills? Because I feel like that's a big mechanic I didn't take enough advantage of. So, when I first played this game at PAX, and whatever Humble year... Humble brag. Oh, this is why we're playing it now, because I played it then. I was, like, the guy... It's because Dan wanted a humble brag. Oh, a little humble this brag. This is the humble brag I've been waiting months to use. This Captain is the whole reason the podcast exists for this moment. <laughs> this so, is the moment. The dev sat me down and made me start playing because I was like, where's oh, SteamWorld Dig 2? Right I'm now. not kidding. And then like <laughs> the ricochets were what made me want to play this game because like mm. they're so gratifying. Even if you have the laser mm. sight, it's like playing Puzzle Bobble. Like where you have that mm. like line and it still feels good yeah. to hit. Those those are my favorite thing to do in the game. That's why I like the sharpshooters the most for that. Yeah, and you can so. get very complex with it like because it will keep going mm-hmm. basically. Until it hits, like, something. So, like, I had Piper set up like that, and I would try to take advantage of it, but a lot of times I just felt like I can, you know, like, just the angle's not right, but then it was, like, only for her. So, and, like, my, mm. most of my other team was explosive or short range, so it felt like it was a very small portion of how I actually encountered a board, when really it mm. should have probably have been bigger, I think. Maybe. Mm. I mean, that might not be so bad to have one person on the outskirts just picking people off and the people inside. Yeah, and I... Just to get like that sense of balance to it, and it was because I kind of played that way that Dan just described. That's why I didn't like to use Piper too much because I didn't normally have the other characters near her. Mm. You so know, you so Valentine. I felt like I wasn't using her ability. Like I would have preferred to use Valentine right. or even Dora, the adventurer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that just hit me. That she me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, if you, uh, if you, if you got him, he was like. He was a sharpshooter, but he had um, one of his additional skills was he had a stun gun mm. that he could use as a free move in the turn to 
so you could stun an enemy mm. and they wouldn't move, you know? So if you needed to keep a, a melee character at bay, I thought that mm-hmm. was useful. Yeah, yeah. Or one of those damn explosive enemies. Those guys were cool. Those darn explosives. They would go they in the cool. middle. They would go in the middle of all the guys I wanted to kill often. I'd be like, all right, <laughs> I'll take yeah, you out. Yeah, and there were, there were times with the AI, I felt like, like I had, it was not more like a once aboard, but it felt fairly often. Like someone would shoot at me and blow themselves up. Yeah. It would happen oh, yeah. really often. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, that worked out pretty well. Because, I mean, the odds are pretty much stacked against you. I never felt, especially, like, one of the things that kind of get annoyed by is, like, with the reputation system, like, if you have a character die on a board, they don't get, you lose a star. Right. And the star is, like, very valuable currency for moving forward in the game, mm-hmm. getting new characters. So it, it really felt like I couldn't yeah. lose anybody. So I was really kind of conservative in Mocus, and that's actually one of the reasons I liked Piper is because Piper had an ability where she can basically full heal the party. Mm. So like yeah. for those longer boards, I was like, oh, I always have that in my back pocket. So once I know I'm getting towards the end, let me full heal everybody so I don't lose anybody. Because mm. then that turned into a really frustrating thing. It's like, well, I ran through it now. They're a level behind everybody else. Right. Yeah. And that's a problem. Yeah. I was... I didn't finish this game because I needed to three-star everything, mm. and I also needed to use every character. Mm. Oh, wow. See, I didn't finish the game because <sighs> I thought it got really repetitive, and I actually got a little bored with it. <laughs> I didn't finish the game because of the kind of the Dave reason, is that like I was like, I have to three-star this board. I can't move on without doing that. And I'm actually now yeah. just stuck on, I think, the first world's boss boss. Uh, so look at us. We're like we're all we're all Dan horning this. We're game. all Dan. None of us yeah. finished it. I mean, I really really like. I'm gonna finish yeah. it. Like I know I will. Well, where just are you, Dave? Fact, Have you got to like the alien? I'm portion? about. I'm like almost to the second act spot. Oh, okay, mm, cool. I, I probably ended. Yeah. I'm in the second act where you're finding like the the royalty people. Yeah, and, the like, the, the enemy variation, especially for, like... See, like, and I think the biggest thing about this game, when you think about, like, 2D versus 3D strategy shooters... Like, Dave, you brought up Valkyria Chronicles earlier, and I thought that was, like, that's kind of a weird thing. But the more I think about it, it's, like, when you're getting that manual aim on yeah. a 2D plane, think... like, that is that, that has to be, like, a big part of it. Yeah. And I don't know, well, but, like... Because Valkyria gives you that manual aim, unlike... Most of these other, like, XCOM doesn't have a manual aim. Yeah, it's Except like, for, like, rockets and stuff like that. Yeah, and I was going to bring that up. It's like the statistics portion of it where you have this percentage shot to actually hit or not hit. And, like, there's all those, like, yeah. great, like, gifts online where it's, like, a guy's right in front of a guy in XCOM. He's just shooting. He's missing somehow. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, do you think, overall, you prefer your strategy, like, games like this, like, 2D or 3D? I think, in the end, I still... Like, when I compare this to XCOM, not that that's fair because one's, like, a triple-A strategic shooter versus this. Like, I think the boards did a great job at feeling very varied. There is a strategy to them where there are those, like, dark portions of, like, the different levels within the thing. So you can't shoot through those, but there's others you can shoot through. So it's going to leaving your flank available. I don't know, but, like, I think overall I'd like the more kind of open 3D space where there are kind of, like, I felt flanking was just more of an, easier concept to kind of get around where you're sneaking up behind people mm. where this is it felt very much just kind of like i think maybe there's more strategy to it but this I, flanking was accomplished by running past people basically so it kind of felt because you're like yeah that's what i thought yeah i don't know dan what, what do you think like do you think this works do you like the 2d versus more or like a 3d environment i think 
being somebody who's only so good at these kinds of games, uh, <laughs> I love Worms. But mm. I think this game is more tactical than Worms. I think that the 2D thing... It doesn't... So, all right, I like SteamWorld Heist. It's a good game. I think I prefer the isometric two-thirds yeah. view. Like a Final Fantasy Tactics view. I love Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. I love that game. That game is great. And I still don't see why they never make more of those games. I would like, love that game. Games? Just that one. That's what this, they made them on the DS a lot. They moved to the yeah. DS. Yeah. And there's like, I yeah, them. I figured. Like, wasn't a Bravely Second like that? No. Bravely, no, Bravely, Bravely Default and Bravely Second are more like That's Final Fantasy. Thinking. Yeah. And then are, uh, I know Banner Saga was like that, but I wasn't into Banner Saga. Yeah. So I'm yeah. that one. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I kind of, I see where you guys are coming from. It's, it's position tactics is what I think the whole thing mm-hmm. is like, you know, Worms is more like I'm in this spot. I'm going to shoot you the bazooka turns and over. And screwing okay. over your friends who are being mean to you. We really need to play Worms. worms. Oh my god! No, I see the thing about worms is like it's gonna turn into one of those like towerfall ascension situations. Yeah, where, where we win Dave wins. <laughs> Dave wins eighty five percent of the time. Uh-uh. Dan wins fifteen percent of the time, and I win zero percent of the time. Uh, I don't want to go through. It that. sounds really fun. Yeah. Oh, sounds great. <laughs> it's I think fantastic. I'd have an okay time too. <laughs> but yeah, I I kind of see what you guys talk about. Uh, Dave, you love XCOM, so I remember when I picked this. I remember thinking, um, this is this is the game the game that Dave will praise. The Dan pick. No, I I really liked it. I will say that I did not care about the story oh. like at all. Much. That's interesting. So you like, like the world. Every time the speech bubbles popped up, I was just like, XXX. Yeah, I was kind of the same way, yeah. TLDR. So that's actually interesting because I thought that the way the world worked made me care about the story more. I feel like if the art wasn't the way it was, I wouldn't have cared. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And but, the characters were cool. They were, you know, they all had I mean, their they, quirks yeah. and stuff. But no, I was like Dave. I was just like, eh. I, the, yeah. Really, the crux of this game is raiding these ships, right. getting supplies. And I think th- my biggest, my biggest beef with it was kind of the supply area of mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I it, by default, I kind of feel like how Dave feels, where like I would like to try all these different characters and try all these different weapons. But I felt like, especially the inventory, I think that was like I, I there that was, was annoying. Not a, I, like I never that. had a board, and every time you had a box to buy, I bought that box. I never had a situation yeah. where it was like, oh, I just gained items. You always have to sell things, which I think is okay because, you know, I guess, yeah. you know, you're, you're clearing out old stuff for the new stuff. But I just felt like I would have loved to hang on to the Uzi versus the shotgun versus the explosive just to try all these things out. And I just never yeah. had the space. So if some things had to go, mm-hmm. like I wanted armor for my characters, I wanted, like, you know, those health packs. And I just felt like I will never have space. And then, you know, like, it's not like you can equip them to a character and it stays on the character yeah. and everything gets removed. Yeah. So it was just like, I felt for a game that really probably has a lot of nice, like, mixing, med, like, especially like listening to your, your loadouts and like the characters you picked, like, different than mine, I would have loved to, to not feel like I was penalized by trying to, like, it just felt there wasn't room for me to try different things and different guns and stuff that just didn't have space. Didn't have space. Yeah. Yeah. Did you not buy payroll? He was the guy you had to pay for. Like, I don't think I did. Money, I don't even think about that. I had probably, oh. by the when I stopped playing, I was probably like midway through the second act. I had like mm. six or seven people, but I only used, and that's the other thing. It's like with boards. You, you knew you weren't going to use yeah, it. Yeah, like in the boards, you could pick most of the time it's two or three. Occasionally it's four. Yeah. And I was always kind of waiting. I was like, yeah. I hope during like the latter parts of the game, you really could bring like five guys. And that like, and they yeah. would need a burger. Pizza. Pizza. Burgers and fries. <laughs> 
like I was hoping it would get to that, but it ne- I, ne- you know, it, I, from everything I read, I don't think it does. Like you never get beyond four. Right. And I feel like that's one of the cool things about XCOM. Yeah. Where you have like a team and you can like, you know, those pieces are pretty swappable. You always have yeah. like a six man team. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, I think, I don't know. Any other big, I feel like we could start wrapping it up because it's very like, yeah, play game. Yeah. Um, totally a great game. Uh, I will say like, um, in terms of the story and the whole TLDR thing that I was talking about, um, like I play a lot of Fire Emblem and there's also often a lot of, you know, conversation in those games. Mm. But a lot of the times the the, the um, conversation happens between like um, the the your party and the enemy, like in battle mm-hmm. situations, right. and it almost seems more important to the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm more likely to read it. Like every all the conversation was happening mostly back on my ship, mm-hmm. and like I only talked to people to get rid of the exclamation point over there. <laughs> yeah, I totally I can, was actually thinking about that. I was like, I really wish these exclamation points were here, but I stopped kind of talking because I'm like, all right, I don't yeah. gain anything from that from talking to them. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think yeah, like mm-hmm. to wrap it up, like I I liked it a lot. I think this is one of those games. It's it's like the story is kind of an afterthought. I mean, not that there's not care into it, but like. The characters are quirky. It really comes yeah. down to the gameplay, though, and it is fun. Like, it is a fun strategy game. Like, I played it on my Vita, and it felt great just sitting on the couch. You know, it wasn't a rush, so I can, like, pause if I need to do something. And it was fun, but in the end, like, you know, like, I didn't feel the desire, really, to get through this game. It was like, I feel like I had a good feel for it. It was fun, but it wasn't like, oh, I, I need to see this again. I need to get three stars and everything. I'm so hooked to this. I, I didn't feel like that. Good game, but I wasn't blown away. Mm-hmm. I will say one of my favorite things, though, is a, is a it's a touch that I don't feel like the developer had to put in there, but I'm glad Gentle they did. Touch. Is the fact that most of the characters, when they shoot, they like close one eye as they're oh, aiming. Oh, they do. I noticed that and today. I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. What what's your final word? Um, I like the whole Steam World world so i'm, I'm glad this world. game exists i'm glad they didn't make another one of the first game i'm glad they said let's mm. use the world let's not make another metroidvania we just did that we're done let's make a strategy shooter and they did it now next platform yeah right uh, that'd Steam be cool world i actually kind of liked controlling piper in the ship i thought that was kind of fun i was like i want to want to do this in the game maybe it could be like a like a third person space shooter i'd be into that too but like yeah x-wing so, i'm glad we played this i'm glad that you guys got to play this weird no that's fine. Yeah, Different I think game. for season three games, we're on the way up now. Just saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> considering considering what we the, the yeah. Well, so uh, uh, that's enough of that. Let's, let's not look on the past. Right. Uh, wow, that was right through. So <laughs> we want to be positive, right? I believe right. that brings us to our next segment of the the night. Mark. The most the most positive segment of the night. Correct. All right. This is gonna take a little listening. <laughs> This is, is it the Trivial Tastemaker? This is the Trivial Tastemaker. Okay. Current story, those current standings. Mark. Well, taste first maker. of all, Dan, the two-time champion of the Trivial Tastemaker. Yeah, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Daniel Colonna, two-time This is the part where, like, champion. our football helmets would show up. When do up. I get my belt? <laughs> we should get you. We should have, like, a trophy that we swatch, like, swap out every season. Uh, we can make new ones every season, I think, so I can keep mine. I was thinking, I was like, we should spend. No, we can put, we can <laughs> add to the nameplate, like, oh, like the Stanley season Cup. one, Dan, season that. two, Dan. Got, the season rules keep changing. Three. Anyway, so Dan, yeah, two-time champion, but right now as the season stands, the new season, Mark has won, uh-huh. Dan has won, because he destroyed uh-huh. me last week, <laughs> Dave's still scoreless. 
not to rub it in. Well, it's okay. Right. But that might have been a little bit rubby. A little rubby? You might have okay. rubbed. A little rub-a-duck? A little massage just well, happened. Well, maybe today is going to be Dave's day because he's the challenger and he's going to get to go first. But here's okay. here's how this is going to work. So hang on. So first of all, I'm going to give a shout out to the Sons of Vidya podcast because I got this idea from them. They're actually friends with my brother-in-law and I've been listening occasionally. They occasionally do this segment. So I have, an, and I'm proud of it, but when a game comes out, I always check the Metacritic score. Not the smartest thing to do, but I like a good vibe. What are the experts saying? What I don't check is the user score. It's terrible. Because everyone, you know, the internet, it's either the best or the worst. They loved it or it's 0 out of 10 because this is what it is. So here's how we're going to do this. I know where you're going with this. I went through Amazon and Metacritic. And I went through some of your favorite games, both of you. And I pulled out (laughs) the worst reviews of them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read you the the review that thinks one of your favorite games is terrible. And I want to see if if you're going to see if you can figure out what game it is. So I have three for each of you. And if we have a tie, we have a tiebreaker. We're going to start with Dan, or rather Dave, because he's the challenger. So is this going to be one of my favorite games or is this going to... Is it specific to me, is or is it could be uh, one of Dan's? There might be to you, but I know it's probably this is overlap, a game, right? There is some overlap, and this is a game that you like a lot. Would I say it's okay. your favorite game of the time? No, I don't want to go that far. But this is a game that you know and you like, and this is what some people have right. to say about it. All right, so okay, here we go. So this review is by Brian. It was left on Amazon. He gave it one star. Starts off: This game should have okay. never been made. It doesn't make any sense. How can this game be considered a classic? It has way too many flaws to be uh, for people to continue naming it the best game of all time. This game is basically a complete disaster with its many I- explicit problems. Don't believe me? You will soon. Uh, you will soon enough. First and foremost, oh, and I, I took to for preface. I took out some the pro, the pronoun the the specific nouns of the company and characters, just not to give it away. Okay. So the company yeah. must think all fans are forgetful and dumb. You see, this game begins with you playing the final stage of the previous game. This is ridiculous. I don't want to play that game. I want to play this one. You don't have to redo the final fight with Wart in the beginning of Super Mario Bros. 3, says Brian. So you shouldn't have to start off this game by going back and finding the final boss in the previous game. But then more problems arise. In the same little area where the music (laughs) kicks in, you encounter these zombies that come out of the ground and walk towards you. And many times you see these zombies... This is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. This is absolutely Castlevania Symphony of the Night. (laughs) My favorite thing is on the bottom. Ready? Hang on. Wow. Should I have wait? wait No, it's fine. You know it. Go for it. David didn't ding in. Point goes to Dan. (laughs) No, final thing Brian says. Finally, the biggest problem. The second castle in the game is just the first castle turned upside down. It's so dumb. (laughs) That's what I call clumsy. Don't even think about buying this. Well, all right, Brian. One star. <laughs> nice. All right, so Dave gets one. From, from now on, he will be referred to as one, one star, star Brian. Brian. All right, Dan. Here we go. My turn? Your turn. I'm listening. Zam- this was left on Amazon. One star for this game. Okay. Left I'm going to by- Google all the Amazon game one star reviews. There you go. <laughs> this was left by Big Bungo. Big Bungo. All right. This is what Big Bungo has to say about we're coming after you, right. Big Bungo. And I swear they get, they get shorter as they go on. They're not all as long. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought this game expecting an exciting GTA-like open-world game where I'm free to do what I want. But unfortunately, the only combat to be found in this game is chopping down trees. 
I'm serious. There's only one weapon, an axe, and you can't even kill anybody. If you go up to them and try to hit them, it'll just start a conversation. You live in a neighborhood full of animals, such as dogs and cats, and they all live in their (laughs) own house. Animal Crossing. (laughs) Over time. It's Animal Crossing. It is Animal Crossing. You only got one weapon in this game, Wait. and it's an axe. Wait, here's my favorite part at the bottom. If oh you're looking God. to bore yourself to sleep, or you like a game a three-year-old baby would play, then by all means, purchase this game. It's definitely up your alley. But if you want a fleshed-out, immersive game that lets you be anybody you want to be, then look elsewhere. Oh, man. Think about that, Dan. <laughs> my favorite part about Animal Crossing, I'm actually playing that when I'm not playing Steam World Heist right now. Interesting. And, and not um, Chrono Trigger. I shouldn't have said oh, that. So you do have time to play other <laughs> Darn. games. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Um, I was covering for you, the, and now... <laughs> there's like a thread of DS games that break the thumbstick off, Ooh. and somebody managed to break the thumbstick with Animal Crossing. That's unfortunate. And I think that's really funny, because it's not an aggressive game at all. It could be very aggressive. All right. Like, apparently, yeah. Score so, one, one. Two. All right. Dave, I'm, this I'm, review was left oh, yeah, on Metacritic me. by Rushan. He gives this game a two out of ten. Okay, let's let's see what it's you have to think about my game. I am unsure why this game gets so much acclaim. This game is the worst elements of a homebrew tabletop game with a sadistic GM tossed into a massive punishing video game. Flaws I found with the game: colon number one. If you're continuing from the first game, all your gear is taken away, and any acts there are irrelevant. Characters that were dead can be alive, and living characters can suddenly be dead. Two. Dreaded cutscenes that can whisk away party members without you being able to put up a fight or place them in your party in disadvantaged positions. And I, 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 I do you want me to keep is. going or you want to take a guess? Uh, I mean, okay. You can keep going, but I know what it is. Um, I mean, I guess you can pause and plan out your attacks, but that just breaks the flow. Three, the story becomes increasingly convoluted, including some of the most annoying RPG video game tropes, such as being captured without a fight multiple times, bosses escaping when defeated multiple times, super mages at every turn, constant reminders that you are in a hurry, yet things are are very time-sensitive. Four, lame characters. I mean, a guy who talks to a rat? This guy should be locked away, not questing with you. I heard that at the end they tell you what happens to each character, but I doubt I really am going to care. I guess that Dark Elf is pretty hot, though. Honestly, honestly, save yourself some time and play (laughs) something else. The game? This is referring to Baldur's Mm -hmm. Gate 2. Uh, One of the greatest greatest games of all time. (laughs) Wait, specifically (laughs) that one, huh? I thought that hamster guy comes back all the time. Minskin Boo, baby. Well, he's only in. Well, he can be in one. People love that dude. He's the best. Minsk. What was that, uh, uh, the thing I put on that trophy for you? Um, <laughs> oh, um, champion it was, you had given me give a, um, yes, a mug. It was a, it was like a beer stein mug and it had engraved on it. My weapon has no effect. <laughs> <laughs> which is what one of the, which is over what Mitz says sometimes when his weapon can again. do no damage to. Yeah. I mean, it was like Ariel just, I, it was Ari. Ari she was, was pretty, the worst. I liked her though. She was like, like she was, yeah. But she was, she was, she was, she was like she would always talk to me at at, at a point in time to complain about how she lived in a cage or that something. That is funny because like all like, those like personal conversations were timed, so you might be like right in the middle of like a high tension scene. It's like, you know, I remember when I was a young elf living in the woods, and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and you're like, are you serious right now? <laughs> but oh my god, we put, how many hours do you think you've put into that game, Dave? It's got to be close uh, to the thousands. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm sure it's a lot, but I don't think it's that many. I think, I think when you look back at the time that you spent on games that you played as a kid, you think you spent like all the time in the world, but it's it can't be as much time as I spent in like Destiny. I guess that's true. But it's got to be in the hundreds, though. I would think. Like I must have played through the. That's not a short game. It's probably like thirty, forty hours. No, it's not a short game. I know. I definitely played through it. Yeah, probably like dozens of times. I can't imagine it more than one twenty. Whoa, low blow. All right. You know. I can't. I can't imagine more than that. I can. Like, I would say I probably spent like, like fifty, maybe fifty to sixty. No, hours you're crazy. Remember, we used to sit at like maybe? work at the summer, and you would you come know up what? with that parties. Was... <laughs> that I forgot. You're right about the one thing is that like that and like Age of Empires is like a sneaky game where like you go to, sit down for like what you think is an hour, you come uh, up and the huh? sun's gone, and, uh, uh, and you're like, what, what happened, happened to me? Well. What happened to you right what now is my day. Butt, two and two, Daniel. Two and one. He, he only no, you're, 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 you're two out of two for that Damn, long. Dan, the second game. This game was given zero uh, out of ten on Metacritic by, by Templar GR. Bring it on, Templar GR. Templar GR says about this game. Templar. Are you sure it's not Templar Gur? He says. <laughs> This is one of the most overrated and overhyped games of all time. Hipster trash, he calls it. This game was an experiment to find out how little they can invest in making a new AAA game and getting away with it. They just recycle hmm. and rearrange all the assets from the previous game with minor additions and game. alterations. Do you want them to keep going? I, I do, okay. but I know what game it is. Um, they didn't want to waste any time making new levels, so they introduced a ton of backtracking and justified it with a back, uh, turn-back-time gimmick. They paddled a very small game to last many boring hours and uh, boring and frustrating hours. They then call it "quote unquote" innovation. Uh, do you want to guess? <laughs> no, keep, keep going because I don't think it's the game I thought oh, okay. it was. I think this game insults its players by making them repeat many tasks via the time mechanic. Not just if you run out of time, but if you want to get the alternative options on a quest, or if you go to the quote-unquote correct one of the four regions again by fighting its boss to start another quest in an area that is dependent on it being in the proper state. There really wasn't much of a plot or any friends or emotional attachments for the main character either, so story-wise this game was really shallow. The only time I got remotely emotional reaction was for a split second over a character who dies on a beach, whose friends and girlfriend never found out he's dead unsettlingly. This game, games like this are the equivalent of taking a turd, putting a ribbon on it, placing it in a museum and calling it modern art. Hipsters should buy it five times in order to learn. The rest of us should play better games. Avoid. All right. Can I guess no, if he gets you're it wrong? Probably... It's Majora's Mask. It is Majora's Mask. Okay. Zero out of ten. <laughs> I originally was going to say No Man's Sky oh. when you said reuse of assets. Whoever wrote that needs to get themselves checked before they become wrecked. Templar GRs. I'm feeling it. <laughs> that is how you say it on the streets. <laughs> All right. Wow. Get that was close. Dave, you and I got it at the same exact moment. Uh, well, when I, you heard me guess. We both had our mouths open. I thought it would have been, I thought you would have like known like from the time mechanic. I thought that would have given it away. I, well, that's when you got me thinking it wasn't No Man's Sky because I was so set on, when you said hipster trash, I was like, yeah, that makes <laughs> For sense. some reason, yeah, that totally does make sense. I don't know why. Yeah. Sorry, Sean Murray. All right. Well, we're tied. We're tied to two. Yeah. Dave, this game got a oh, sure. three out of 10 by Sean Q. That's a bad review. 
three out of ten. Chunk. A thirty? <laughs> oh, I, I I heard five. Yeah. Well, five's not good out of. Sorry, come but, on. All right, here we go. No. This was my first experience with the series. I was looking forward to it because I heard so many good things about this legendary series, but I was greatly disappointed. It tries to be a Bond movie and a video game epic, but it was just incredibly frustrating to me. The camera angle was fixed and made navigating around each map a total chore. The random little sneak peeks of female characters in compromising positions served no purpose except to maybe try and get players all hot and bothered. But just distracted from the seriousness and sense of urgency that the rest of the game tried to impart. Administering first aid was a pointless chore. Eating was a pointless chore. And when I wasn't doing those things, I was playing dress up with the main character and watching a little camouflage percentage indicator in the corner of the screen. From what I could gather of the plot, it was completely... Snake eater! Wait, where's my favorite line? Um, um, at the end. Oh, wait. No, I, I, I closed the box. Hang on. This is my favorite line ever. Um, I want to play something different and new, but there was absolutely no flow. And if the maker wants to subject me to another utterly pretentious take on directing a screenplay, forget about it. I don't play chores. I play video games. Oh, Sean no. Q dropping yeah, a hammer. It's, uh, it's, it's, like I said before, it's Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. As soon as you said bomb movie, I was like, yeah, yeah, Metal Gear. yeah. Well, <laughs> And then, I'm gonna... as if it wasn't already obvious, the females in compromising that positions. That could be any of like, yeah, oh, Hideo Kojima loves those things. Hideo. Oh, Hideo. <laughs> um, I think that might be... You know what's actually funny? Looking back, I think four might be my... No, mm. one is. But I feel like after one, four Three. for some reason sat really well. I don't know. I think because it just like tied up all the loose ends. You've... Two sat with me well. I gotta play, I gotta play uh, five. Yeah. I do. I'll, I feel I'll like I have to, to but I'm, I'll, I'll get just, to it eventually. I just, it's okay. just like the but, gameplay. Uh, it's like, there's no, like, I realize I like the story of Metal Gear, not the gameplay as much. I think that's what yeah. I realized with that. Story's cool in five. Yeah. I haven't beaten it yet, but it's been Yeah, fun. but it's just, anyway. Sadly, I, four is probably, as of right now, my least favorite. I would say three, two, three, one, two, four. One is third? You're crazy. Yeah. You're crazy. Gonna... You never played Twin Snakes? Twin Snakes is one. You put Twin Snakes up above two when you play Metal Gear Solid 1 with Twin Snakes gameplay. It's I amazing. Think Wait. I've never played Metal Gear Solid Snakes. 1 with, twin, with Metal Gear Solid 2 gameplay. Yeah. That's what it is. I had heard it was very good. Because when I, when I played 2 after... When I played 1 again after playing 2 and I was like... You know, when you realize how important that mechanic yeah. of looking from the first person mm-hmm. mm. you know to aim your gun is yeah. like it's it it lessens the quality of one that's why twin snakes one is has awesome. a lot of nostalgia for you, you mark because you played it really you know i think yeah. i like the story of it the best the yeah. story is great it's probably I mean, and that that you can't take away from it i'm just saying in terms of gameplay and how it holds oh up, gameplay i'm sure it, it, it feels very awkward remember well when sniper wolf uh, dies yeah. and then the wolf howls Hey, spoilers Spoiler for Metal Gear Solid 1. Okay. Dave has gotten all his three. Last question, Last for, question me. for you. So the tiebreaker. Dave's got all of his, his snozberries in One order. One star review left by Amazon customer. I can't stand this game. It's so stupid. It consists of one very big, one very big, very stupid world full of these little stupid trinkets to collect. I mean, you're running around collecting eggs in one big, stupid, annoying world full of crappy camera angles and poorly executed scenarios. 
The characters are the very definition of dumb, and the controls are very awkward. The music is very dull, and if there was no effort at all put into it, and, they rela- and the relaxed atmosphere of the game makes you sick of playing it. It's boring. You're running around uh, collecting power cells. A carbon copy of most platformers is exactly what this is. I can't stand it. It has all these stupid Nintendo-style oh. missions. Hey, if I wanted a Nintendo 64, I would have gotten one. This game mm. really doesn't fit on with the PlayStation 2. And how annoying can this main character be every time you die? He gives you a mouth load, which I don't know what that means. I guess he just yells at you. He never shuts What's up, and he's not funny either. It's so dumb. It's for little uh-huh. kids only. Get Spyro instead. It's a P- it's for the PS1, but it blows this game away. What game? You th- what is Jack and Daxter, the precursor Absolutely. legacy? <laughs> I am filled with rage at you, Amazon customer. I wish nothing but <laughs> ill fates to you and yours. I just love it. You're around collecting eggs. <laughs> oh, once you said eggs, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then once you said like something else, I was like, ooh, power cells. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty. I knew it was Jacket Dexter, especially because I thought of it as as uh, Mario 64 yeah. for PlayStation. I thought you were gonna say you know? because you read my review of Jack and Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's why I liked it. I remember when I left so here that we review. Go. We are now tied 3-3. Three, three. Tiebreaker. Same rules. I'm going to read you. Okay. Should I drive to Dave's house and fist fight now? What is was that? that? Is, it predict- is it a fist fight? Do I have to go to Dave's house? The cuffs? And- no. Here's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. going to oh. read you one okay. more review. First person to get it. Okay. Wins. All right. Okay. Now, okay. I would not describe this as a game that is in, like, your top five. But we all know this game. Okay. We've all Maybe. played it. Yes, okay. we have. <laughs> um, okay. I guess, okay. We'll go with just like, we'll no, just say it. Yeah. Like if you get it wrong, I was going to keep reading. Okay. I don't think it's that hard. Okay. Though, so it might be quick. All right, here we go. This game was reviewed by Rain, Rain for she. You give it a two out of 10 or a her. I don't know who it is. Okay. I was interested in the premise of this game because I hoped the game would provide opportunities for tactical stealth gameplay. When I got the game with PS Plus and checked it out, though, I was very disappointed to find a rather uninspired zombie survivor-like shooter where the gameplay is, in essence, just waiting for a specific amount of time and shooting wave after wave of cops. Worse yet, the gunplay feels very crappy to me, and the level system is very arduous, which is a good word. The developer also uh, support also is a big fat con. They pretty much abandoned the old gen console versions of this game a long time ago. And when they did update the game, they didn't really fix any issues that have been plaguing the game, but removed the exploits the community found to circumvent the flawed gameplay systems, such as the ra- Destiny. Nope. Such as the rat job experience grinding method. Shutting this down was the wrong choice of action, in my opinion, because the actual underlying problem was the level system is expletive deleted. One con for me, too, is the game practically does not support solo play. Granted, some of the heists are doable solo, utilizing also crappy stealth mechanics, but especially in heists when you have to drill through some of the safes or something of a... Oh, it's, pay- it's payday. It is payday. It's payday. Yeah. Payday 2. Payday 2. Oh. Game we all play together. <laughs> Quite extensively. Yeah. Zombies. You said zombies. Zombie-like. What was the phrase? 
zombie oh, survival-like shooter where the gameplay is essentially just waiting for a specific amount of time shooting wave after wave of cops. Uh, I thought you guys would get it there, but apparently not. Well, the cops thing and the zombie thing, I mean, that's why the review was the question. because it The was, word zombie threw me yeah, off, Yeah, too. I was like, zombie? Cops? cops? Left for left dead? dead? But good job, Dave. I thought it was going to be stealth, but then zombies? So I was like, well, yeah. was what weird. game has like, stealth kind of meant to stealth <laughs> portions like in the beginning. Like, if you do it without getting caught, but it's really hard to stealth in that game. Yeah. It is very hard yeah. to stealth. Actually. Stealth is extremely hard in, in Payday. The, like, that guy's in a suit. He's, he's obviously a criminal. <laughs> you put a mask on. He must be robbing this bank. I don't know. I have positive memories of <laughs> this. I'm I have positive memories of playing yeah, with you guys, but if it wasn't with you guys, I would have hated Duh. it for sure. That's cute. What? It's just fun playing you with like my playing friends. With game. Well, so let's go play some Destiny. Let's wrap this up for the next time. Yeah. What are we... Wait, Dave, oh, yeah, good job. One. I guess we could celebrate the... Dave. Oh, yeah, you yeah, won yeah, the Tastemaker. Right, All him tied a up after three weeks. A leaf. A golden shamrock. He's got to get his silver muckers. Well, it's like a yeah, leaf. Every shamrock. time you golden win, you get a Okay, so every time you get a win, you get a golden shamrock. You forget this every time. And then the the trophy is a monkey holding the golden shamrock and a video game controller. 15 episodes in. Eventually, we'll figure out how this works. (laughs) All right. Dave, to the game Pick-Em-A-Bob machine. Now, three games left. Two of them are mine. The odds have to be in my favor. I I would think. Yes. May the odds ever be in your your favor. favor. I have a shirt that says, may the forest be in your favor. Those of you who are keeping track, we used to have Day of the Tentacle in there, but we took it out for reasons that we will share at another time. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully by the time people listen if, to this if, recording that won't be a secret out, anymore hopefully. hopefully yeah oh there i am and it's been replaced with uh va11 hall oh, a valhalla oh. <laughs> um, oh i didn't realize that this is a bartending no. simulator game no. okay so let's see what do we uh, wind up I'm with prepared. are you guys ready oh god the game is, it is inside. inside. It's inside our hearts now. So this is one of mine. Finally, yes. we might need to make sure there's a good amount of wine. Is it dark? Available. Uh, well, like I don't know that much. Like I played Limbo. I what know, do you know? I know it's the guy who Limbo. Yeah. I know it's dark. Okay. I know it's uh, weird. It's two D. And I know the <laughs> ending is creates emotions that are some people are not a fan of but it also is kind of ambiguous so i was like let me close everything yeah. do you guys know anything about those i had heard that the ending was open to interpretation and i know people lately have been fully like i know there's a lot of hubbub right now about open to interpretation mm. games right mm. now because a lot of them keep happening and they're like I guess maybe as people are getting tired of it, like just tell us what your vision is type thing. Yeah, I happen to I like, like open too. to interpretation games. I'm yeah, they make podcasts like this very possible. Thanks, sheeple. Well, I look yeah. forward to playing it and then yeah, talking about it with you chums. But that's until next time. Yeah. 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 Now I ha- now I have to try and beat that game. I haven't played as, it yet. As have I. I've been so now we get to play it. So yes, yeah. uh, this was episode 15 in the yeah. Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, we would love heart big hearts everyone show a heart right now you can't see it but we're holding hearts there's a heart there's a heart you love any uh ratings or subscribing on your things of choice uh if you want to follow Mm -hmm. us on twitter we have our dino underscore machines 
uh, Twitter handle that's at that. I'm at Magrocrag. I'm getting better at this, sort of. <laughs> you are getting better. You are. You're doing great, buddy. Keep I'm going. Really proud I'm so proud of you. That's my yeah. bit. Now, I'm at Magrocrag, and then you guys say your Twitters, and then we get out of here. <laughs> at zombie underscore pirate. I rarely tweet. And I'm so at Deno Mac, and as stated previously, I tweet quite often and quite. You You're know, pretty good at tweeting. I must say, I enjoy your tweets in most yeah. cases. Yeah. You you retweeted one of my yeah. tweets about the air horn. Yeah, it was a good recently. conversation we had. So yeah, this is episode 15, and thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.